Hi everyone, this is your host Tracy Gartner and welcome to the Fertility, Pregnancy and Birth Summit where you'll hear from experts around the world sharing how to boost your fertility, have the healthiest pregnancy so you can deliver a beautiful healthy baby. It's a great pleasure to have Jeannie Om here today. Jeannie is a practicing chiropractor in a family wellness based practice since 1981. She is the CEO for the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association and executive publisher and editor of Pathways to Family Wellness magazine. Hi Jeannie, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Great. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your personal story and how you came to help empowering um, so many women um, to make informed choices around pregnancy and birth? Well, um, I grew up uh, very medically part of the, the system. I had three major surgeries by the time I was six years of age, and I really didn't know much about natural birth. But when I was 19, I was hang gliding uh, with my husband and his brothers, and um, I fractured my spine in two places, did the whole orthopedic route, didn't help. After a year of their intervention, uh, uh, I was still hurting, and I said, ah, I'm still hurting. And he said, oh, you're going to have a bad back for the rest of your life. So I did what a lot of people do. Uh, I went to a chiropractor for my bad back, and he explained chiropractic's not about the back. Um, yes, the, spa uh, the spine houses the nervous system, but what we're working with is opening up the communication from the brain to the body via the nervous system. And I was like, oh, just fix the back. So uh, he started adjusting me, and my body went through some major changes. And within three months, my allergies were gone, my asthma, my migraine headaches, um, my menstrual cycle was regular. And I said, what are you doing? <laughs> and he said, if you would have listened to me on the first visit, what we're doing is reducing interference to the nervous system so you can express more life. And then he said, uh, he looked at Tom and he goes, Tom, why don't you be a chiropractor? And Jeannie, you could be the receptionist. <laughs> I laughed and I said, if he's going to school, I'm going to school. So okay. we, went, we went off to school. Um, and that opened up a whole world of possibility in terms of understanding to work with the body. Yeah, fascinating. Now, I see um, in your bio that you had all of your children at home. How did you come to choose to have them at home? Well, the, the major premise of chiropractic, um, to, to simplify it, is that life expresses intelligence. So if there's intelligence, there's order, and we see order in life. Two cells come together, and then nine months later, there's a full baby there. There's intelligence. It's not random. It's not chaos. It doesn't just happen. There's intelligence that happens throughout that. I mean, now we're even recognizing that babies are conscious within the womb. So with that premise, life expresses intelligence, we deduced, well, women have been doing this since the beginning of time, and that's what a woman's body is created to do. So we decided, yeah, we, we can do this. And we had our first four children at home. Uh, the term they say now is unattended, meaning we did that ourselves. And then with the last two, um, we had a midwife. And they were all very, very different births from each other. Um, 
but they were completely natural births and I listened to my body. I learned to, you know, to to trust the body, to listen to it, what position to put myself in, how to move around, um, how to breathe. That was all something that came throughout the process of labor. And uh, they were great. And now our six children, uh, some of them are married, and our seven grandchildren have also been born at home based on that premise of trusting if life is intelligence, if life expresses intelligence, it knows what it's doing. And what's happened is we've really pulled away from recognizing that birth is a natural, normal process, and the body is designed to do that. And, you know, more and more people are recognizing that and understanding that, but we as a society have gone very, very, very far away from that and created a state of fear. So that's a that's a big issue around birth is the fear of birth rather than recognizing it as a normal physiological function. Yeah, so how do you think we came to lose so much trust in this process, this birthing process? Well, for for centuries, centuries women either gave birth by themselves or had women of the tribe or the community there with them to support them and assist them through the birth process. And, you know, back in the uh, late 1800s, what happened, you know, the the profession of obstetrics started. And as that started, and if you really go back and look at that history, they really did not know what they were doing and actually went to midwives to ask them, what's happening here? And then they kind of came in, and the the model that they came with was not from an observation model that midwives have done for eons of time, where observing birth, observe natural birth and it works, but rather from a model of of disconnect themselves, not even understanding the process, not having observed it, and and fear of it. You know, Williams Obstetrics, which is the the Bible for um, uh, um, obstetricians even today says we would do better if we understood the normal physiology between a mother and baby in giving birth. And that's key to understand. Their, 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 their major premise is that something can go wrong. And this is something that's just kind of chaotic and can be different with everyone. And birth is different but they don't have that broader perspective that this is a normal physiological process that we can allow to happen and observing rather than trying to help that process is a lot more advantageous. In chiropractic, we have a saying, nature needs no help, just no interference. And that's the basis from which midwives come from. And that's the basis when when parents really understand it's not that it needs help. It needs interference removed so that I'm able to do this normal natural function as I'm designed to do. Yeah, and it's certainly so far removed from um, the medical model, isn't it? There's a lot of intervention. Yeah, and what people don't realize, you know, they're because they've become afraid and disconnected with the principles of 
normal physiology and trusting it, they feel they have to go so that somebody can help them do this. And really, in birth, nobody outside of you helps you. That woman has to go inside herself, find her own strength, and rely on it. And certainly having people of like mind around her who are there to offer her support to find her own strength um, is, is it's just so necessary. But if you have people around you who are, don't worry, we're going to do this for you. We'll make sure it happens. We're going to rescue you. A lot of what they do, almost everything that they do in birth as normal, natural uh, procedure in a hospital, those interventions actually affect the, the normal process in a negative way. And they know that all of them, uh, you know, uh, initiating with vaginal exams and, and um, uh, Pitocin and epidurals and then the position that they put the woman in, all of these interventions and su- suggestions actually affect the normal natural process of birth to progress. And that's where the problem starts. When, when the woman comes in and labor is, is happening and then all of a sudden an intervention comes in, 15 doctors come in and do an internal, well, that puts her in a state of fear and defensiveness. And that shuts down her body. You know, uh, giving birth is very much like conception. It's, it takes the same hormones to, to come to allow that to be successful birth. A woman needs quiet. She needs to be alone. She needs to be um, still. And if you can imagine during conception, if just a team of people came walking in and wanted to do some measurements or <laughs> exams, whatever, it would stop. Uh, you know, it would stop right on the spot. Any any guy going through that experience, yeah, it would be halted. So so what we have to recognize is that birth is the culmination of conception, and that same quiet intimacy is necessary to be there. So we come in with strangers and tubes and machines, and it stops. And then we say, oh, why is it stopping? Well, it's stopping because this intimate experience has been interfered with, and that affects hormone production in the mother. It affects the ability of her body to be able to do what it can naturally do. And then we say, oh, it's not working, so let's give you a little Pitocin and get it going. And we know that Pitocin is, uh, you know, a synthetic oxytocin. It can never replace oxytocin, which is the hormone that is suppressed because she's put into fear. So now we give her a chemical and it doesn't replace it. And even worse than that, because it's not naturally progressing, she's, she's, the, the baby is feeling the contractions worse because when she produces her own oxytocin, the very, very neat thing that happens with that is then she has the, the endorphins or the painkillers for the baby so that they're not experiencing as much pain. 
But we bypass this with a chemical, Pitocin, and then what happens? You know, it, we, we screw up the whole system. So it's more painful for the baby. The contractions are unnatural. Yes, she wants an epidural um, because it's an unnatural, uncopable situation. And she gets the epidural, and that numbs everything from the waist down and and affects the function of the uterus, which is a muscle that needs the nerves working. So then we have to put her on our back, and then on on our back is a ludicrous position for us to be giving birth because we're shutting down the pelvis. And then all this happens, and it's failure to progress, and the baby's not coming out, and the mother's feeling inadequate, like there's something wrong with her, where it was all these interventions that actually created the situation. So then she's led into a C-section. Oh, let's let's we're going to save you and your baby's life. But the problem is that the whole failure to progress was created by the interventions. This is the <laughs> this is the cycle that we have to get moms mm. to understand and realize. Yeah, absolutely. And you've explained that so well for listeners. I love it. Um, as a practicing chiropractor, what led you to um, get into pregnancy births in your professional life? We we always saw families in our practice, um, and it, and it made sense. I had chiropractic care throughout my pregnancies. All my children got their spines checked as soon as they were born. Again, it's not about bad backs. It's making sure their nervous system functions. So that made sense. We did that. And it was in the mid-90s I took these classes with the ICPA, and my husband said, what are you taking them for? We're already seeing kids, pregnant moms. What are you doing? I said, I don't know. I just feel like I need to do this. And I connected with the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association, and before long I was on the board, and then I was teaching. Um, So even though we were seeing children, pregnant moms, we had a great family practice, um, I sort of got catapulted into uh, really directing the attention of our practice towards pregnant moms and babies. I started watching births. I would ask moms to bring in a birth. You know, video back in the 90s, you could uh, videotape your births. And here I'm looking at these births, and they're pulling on these babies' heads and necks, and I'm saying, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. We never did that with our babies. We just caught them. Um, So that made me realize every child needs to be checked because most people are having hospital medical births. And and I went on a crusade for that. And then I realized, geez, if we're going to improve birth, we have to work with pregnant moms throughout pregnancy to make sure her nervous system is working as good as possible, to make sure that her pelvis is in balance to allow for a safer, easier birth, and to help her understand to trust her body, that her body knows what it's doing. And that's a big factor that chiropractors offer in their practice as well. They're working physically with the mom, getting her body to function optimally, but they're also working with her understanding and opening up possibilities for her to make informed conscious choices and chiropractors are connected with midwives and doulas and uh, you know all the people in the birthing community where she's going to get the necessary support 
and care that she needs throughout pregnancy and birth. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, Very rewarding as well. Um, So how have you seen chiropractic care um, help women have safer, easier births? Well, there's, I, I look at it in three ways, in, in how many years of seeing pregnant moms and going through my own pregnancies and going to birth. I, I feel that there are three causes for dystocia. Dystocia means slow down labor. And the first ones are physiological biomechanical causes. The uterus is a muscle. <laughs> and if the nerve supply to the uterus is not open, free, and clear, it's not going to function the, the best that it possibly can. So as we make adjustments to the spine, we're opening up the uh, nervous system, allowing all her systems, uterus included, to function better. Additionally, when we make adjustments and take pressure off the nerves, we're helping to take her out of a state of fight-flight. You know, in the, in, in the Western world, we're living pretty crazy lives. It's a little slower in Australia than here, and I'm up in the Northeast. It's nuts. It's just bum, 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 bum. And that affects our nervous system. And most of us are living in a state of fight flight, just just this to that to that. And, and that, if we're in a state of fight flight, it's more difficult for our body to be able to have a healthy pregnancy and have a safer, easier birth. I'm thinking about an animal, you know, an animal who's, who's got a predator running after it. It doesn't just stop and give birth because its nervous system is in that state of fight flight. It needs to be in a state of rest and relax. And we know with the adjustments that we are affecting people's nervous systems on an overall way for it to calm down. So that's huge. So we're affecting their emotional tenor as well and their ability to be able to adapt to these stresses in the Western world that we're all subject to. So physiologically, we affect the pelvis, creating balance. We take interference off the nervous system. Emotionally, we're affecting them by working with the nervous system. And we're also introducing them to the concept Your body is an incredible, amazing, self-healing organism. It knows what it's doing. Trust it. Trust it. Allow your body to do what it knows what to do. And so we're redirecting people from that fear model of, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't do this, too. Of course you can. Your body's designed to do this. And that's huge. That's huge to to take people from that fear state and bring them to that principle. Life expresses intelligence. And then the third way that we're helping moms is we're informing them. Chiropractors read up on all the research pertinent not just to chiropractic and the nervous system, but also to other practices, birth practices included, that are necessarily not as beneficial as we think, such as the ones that I talked about in birth. And really, do you want those interventions? So if a mom is informed about how those interventions actually impede the the process and the progress of birth, 
um, rather than having the false notion that they help her, then she becomes an informed consumer. And if she finds out about this throughout pregnancy, she can make choices to have providers who support, honor, respect normal physiology rather than, nope, this is the way it's got to be because this is what the textbook tells us to do. So those are three ways, the physiological, the emotional, and the education that we offer and the connection that we offer to help find those providers who are supportive. Yeah, and I, I really like what you're saying about having like-minded people around you. I think it's so important that you've got a team of people that are going to support what your vision is. If you don't, um, things will go off in a, a totally different tangent, won't they? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. And I don't think moms realize that. I mean, I didn't. I would have gone to the hospital, you know. Uh, I would. I mean, that's what you do, right? And when this this concept was given to me, then I was able to deduce from that, well, if my body knows what it's doing, why don't I allow it to do it? And I'm not saying birth was easy. Birth is easy for some women and harder <laughs> for some of us. <laughs> and it was intense. I think it has a lot to do with your personality. I'm an intense person, and birth was intense. But I made it through, you know, fine, no complications. And every time throughout the process when I was, you know, going off in another direction, Tom or a friend or whoever was there, you know, brought me back to center again. You can do this. You're doing fine. Keep it going. Well, you did it five times, didn't you? I did it six times, yeah. Six, six. <laughs> okay. So um, how can chiropractic care help newborns and babies? Well, uh, again, talking about the nervous system being the most important system in the body, we want to make sure that that's functioning in everyone. Birth, even if there's no pulling, uh, it's a pretty intense process for this, you know, little baby to come out the pelvis. And then if you complicate that or if you add pulling on the head and neck, which happens pretty routinely, and then if you go ahead and take it to another level and you have forceps and vacuum extraction or even the, the worst level, which is the C-section, that will affect the child's nervous system and may create, and it's very subtle misalignments that occur in the spine, particularly the neck, of the baby, and it's insidious. Oh, nobody knows. The baby can't say, ow, it hurts here. And the baby may not be sleeping well or failure to thrive or they just can't nurse or they're cranky, colicky, um, they have digestive issues. And, you know, a lot of times moms are told, oh, don't worry, they'll, they'll, they'll outgrow it. Well, whatever that means, I'm not really sure what that means. But going to a chiropractor, what they'll do is check the spine to see if there's any interference on the nervous system and that's what we're trained to do and it's very very light touch to be able to find these misalignments and very light touch to make the correction you know the amount of pressure that's used to make the adjustment on an infant is no more pressure than it takes to press on a ripe tomato before your finger goes through the skin 
that's very light. So people go, bring my infant to a carpet. Oh, my God, they're going to do, you know, all that pushing and pulling. And absolutely not. It's a baby. And, you know, I laugh when people say, oh, don't bring your child to a chiropractor. They're going to, and down in Australia, was there was the, the silly PR that went on that was proved false, that, you know, a chiropractor broke a baby's neck. Um, no, that happens in hospital births, though, <laughs> more often than not. And, and the force in a hospital birth is absurd. But the adjustment done by a chiropractor is so light and gentle and it's barely noticeable. And very often, the baby will be fussy and will just relax right there in front of you. They might smile. They might even fall asleep because, ah, oh, finally, my nervous system doesn't have this pressure on it, which is driving me crazy. So parents don't recognize how gentle and how safe that this is. And hopefully, well, we see it here in the States, more and more parents are recognizing this makes sense. If there is misalignment on the nervous system, it's going to affect my baby's health. And we're going to make sure here that we can do what we need to do to uh, help them function as best as possible. Yeah, well, you have a very um, passionate and important message to share. How are you um, bringing this message out into the world? Um, well, every weekend I'm out there training chiropractors um, the specifics of adjusting pregnant moms and and the introduction to the adjusting of babies. We have a 400-hour uh, program that we offer doctors. And so they come to classes and learn various techniques um, and protocols that are important with uh, chiropractic care for pregnancy and for infants and children of all ages. And it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty big program here in the States. It's really all over. So it's postgraduate, meaning it's, it's offered to the doctors, you know, beyond what they learn in chiropractic school. Now, all doctors are licensed to be able to care for kids and have had some sort of connection with that throughout school, but there's so much in their curriculum already. So this just takes it to another level for those doctors who are really serious about wanting to see children, pregnant moms, infants in their practice. They take our program, and, and our instructors, most of them have been in practice 25, 30 years adjusting pregnant moms and children. So what we're offering is hours and hours of clinical experience to help these doctors. Yeah, the other way, yeah, and the other way that we, that I, well, I also travel, if I'm not going to chiropractic, I'm talking to midwifery groups and getting them to understand the connection of chiropractic and safer, easier pregnancies and births. And they get it. They absolutely get it. So forming alliances with them as well. And then finally, um, the, the, the third thing that I, is my new baby because, you know, I seem to like to have a lot of babies, um, <laughs> is Pathways to Family Wellness magazine. And it's not a chiropractic magazine, but it's a magazine about the family wellness lifestyle. We always talk about pregnancy and birth in there and infancy and <clears throat> the importance of recognizing that, yes, life expresses intelligence 
And if we can deduce from that principle on all our choices with parenting, pregnancy, birth, uh, you know, the, the newborn as the child gets older, education, everything, if we can look at everything from that perspective, our way of parenting and our decisions that we make for our families are based on a real solid premise, and parenting becomes easier instead of, oh, should I do this? I don't know. Should I do this? I don't know. This one's saying this and this one's saying, what should I do? What should I do? Shh, 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 shh. Get quiet. What, what major premise inside of you makes sense? And when, the, when people are introduced, yeah, two cells come together and a baby forms. No one outside of the mother did that. Some intelligence that has to do with life did that. And here we have this beautifully formed little baby. Well, yeah, then of course it knows how to come out. And of course it knows how much milk it needs. And of course it knows. And so, so it's a shift of our perspective of looking, for, instead of looking outside of ourselves, to go back in, and, and I really invite moms to do this. Go within. Reconnect with that mother intuition. So many moms, we're not taught how to do that, and we're actually being taught how not to listen to that. Oh, that doesn't make sense. What's that? You know, there's no peer-reviewed study for that. <laughs> I laugh because for so many things that chiropractors have said for over 100 years, a lot of the literature is coming up for it now, you know, and it's just, of course. For example, in the middle of the 90s, the American Academy of Pediatrics says, well, we officially approve of breastfeeding. And I laughed. <laughs> I said, well, what took you guys so long? Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. This has been around for a long time. But chiropractors yeah. always approved of breastfeeding, <laughs> you know, yeah, and all those is. natural functions. So. So again, when you come from that premise of recognizing life may know what it's doing, ah, it makes sense. So now all these studies are coming up to say the things that that we have said for years and years. And not just chiropractors, people, midwives, people who recognize that premise and deduce from it um, have concluded this a long time ago. So if moms can learn to reconnect with that, they don't have to worry, oh, is there a study to prove that I should breastfeed my child past six months or what should I? <laughs> uh, no, it's inside of you. Your intuition knows. And that's what I'm hoping to to really re- reawaken in, in moms, in women. And, yeah. and that, the connection to that intuition and to trust it and to stand out on it and to know, and your decisions will be correct coming from there. Yeah, that's a great mission. Do you have any um, suggestions on how women can connect to this um, intuition? You know, it, it, it is so hard because we've been trained, but this is what I would tell my kids when they were little. I said, okay, go right here, and I would point to the solar plexus. I said, I want you to feel this right here in you, and that, of course, is what we call the gut instincts, Right. I said, I want you to imagine that you have cat fur right there. And you know when you rub a cat, a cat's fur in the right direction, it feels good. Oh, it feels good. 
But when you rub a cat's fur in the opposite direction, it's kind of bristly. Can you imagine what the cat feels? They're probably going, ooh, <laughs> ooh, that bristle. <laughs> well, b- before you're ready to do anything, get into a car with people or whatever it is you might be thinking about doing, go there to your solar plexus and see what the cat fur is telling you. And if it's if it's running smooth, go for it. But if you feel a bristle there, stop, look, listen, don't act, pull back, and reassess and reassess. And and you know it's a very kind of visceral thing, but but it works. Try it. And the more you listen to that, the more finer tuned you become with it. And and you you get the habit of, oh, let me go there and feel this. And it becomes easier and easier to discern, my gut is telling me, don't do this. Everyone else is telling me to do this, but my gut is saying no. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go and say no. And then when it's smooth, ah, yeah, I'm going to go for that. And what happens is, wow, <laughs> things, amazing things happen. So, so that's a very basic step one for us to connect. The other thing is then to surround ourselves with people who have this cognizance and, and this intention to go within their gut and who've done it throughout their lives and to say, yeah, yeah, I trusted my gut on this. this is what I, I had natural birth because that just felt right and and the more people that we connect so with with the pathways magazine that we have what we have going on here in the states which is very cool is moms will get together once a month in a chiropractor's office and talk about the various articles in pathways and they'll they'll you know about this and their experience and what was their greatest challenge and what was their greatest success so they're meeting other people who are in the same place that they are seeking um, conscious information. And, and, you know, that's very, very supportive for moms to come together and connect that way. And it's chiropractors who are offering the space and buying the magazines for them so that they have good reading materials to back it up after their experiential discussions. I love the advice that you gave um, in regards to um, getting in touch with your intuition is to surround yourself around people that have good intuition and are currently using intuition. That's um, really great advice. Um, One final question. Um, Do you have any advice on um, couples that are considering where they're going to birth? Again, they they need to... um, they, They need to check that out themselves. I, I don't say everyone should have a home birth or a birth center birth or a hospital birth. They need to go visit the hospital and and feel the providers and feel the atmosphere. They need to go visit the birth center and meet the people who will be involved with their birth. They need to meet the, the home birth midwives. I remember when my son was pregnant, he said, Ma, which midwife should I use? Because he was right away going to go for the home birth. And I had my favorite, but that was my favorite. And I said, well, here's four midwives. Go meet each and every one of them. Come on, just tell me which one. I said, absolutely not. You and Melissa have to go 
and find where you resonate best with. And they happened to pick my favorite midwife, <laughs> which was great. But, you know, people have don't just think that there's one choice because there's many. Don't limit yourself to what your mother did, your sister did, your best friend, or to the provider that you've been to, you know, uh, throughout your life. Open up. Find the chiropractor in your area who has the resources or the midwife who has the resources and and meet these other people. Um, surround yourself with people who have, have done different options to hear their experiences, uh, their regrets, their challenges, their successes. Um, connect. Don't, don't stay isolated in this. Um, it, you have to connect and you have to meet people and, you know, start out, get on the Pathways website, read some articles about birth and, and challenge your existing paradigm and then do consider this principle that life expresses intelligence. See how that makes sense in you. See what you deduce from that in your choices. I don't recommend anything for anyone. <laughs> They have to come from that, from inside out. And, and you know, I, I know what I would do for myself, but that came from inside out within me. And that, that people have to make that choice because then they're going to have the strength and the confidence and the assurance to move with it. Very wise advice, thank you. And I would um, highly recommend our listeners um, look at the Pathways um, magazine. It is a wealth of information, a really great um, job that you've done there. Um, so we have to wrap it up. It's uh, been a wonderful interview. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and I know listeners will have too. Um, you mentioned earlier um, what you've been up to. Is there anything else you would like to elaborate on? Um. You know, my 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 if I, if I could tell a little story, do we have a moment for that? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, my fifth, no, sixth grandchild. I'm losing track already. There's so many of them. Okay. Um, his his mother decided she was going to have a home birth, and you know everything was going fine. Labor started wonderful. Well, it was interesting. Um, in the middle of labor, the the midwife said, "Baby's breech." And she said, do you want to go to the hospital or not? And they said, no. Are you, are you okay with it? And the midwife said, okay. And so they decided to stay home for breach. And at one point, the midwife, she, got, she started getting concerned and nervous. And at that point, Tom and I had, had shown up. And I said, what's up? You know, you've done breach before. You're usually very confident. What's, what's happening? And she said, oh, the last breach birth, you know, if we would have gone to the hospital, the baby wouldn't have died. And I said, Karen, you can't say that. You can't, you don't know, you know. And if Melanie and Paul, you know, are confident that this is the best thing to do and you're confident, then let's, let's move on. And so the baby came out and um, he came out breech. And, you know, he's blue, and babies very often are blue at birth, and it's just okay. Well, they're still attached with the cord to the placenta, and that'll be fine. Um, 
you know, that's the backup oxygen, and that's why you don't cut the cord right away. Let that oxygen come. So, And then all of a sudden, plop, the placenta falls out, and he's still not breathing. And I'm saying, oh, my gosh, you know. So <laughs> a little voice inside of me said, uh, Jeannie, you're a chiropractor, because <laughs> I was really in the grandmother mode. And I just went up to his neck, and I palpated his neck. And his little atlas, which is the top bone, was pushing out to the right like I've never felt in a baby before. And I touched it, and I gave a little push, and he started to sputter. And he's like, you know, and and he's sputtering. And I'm going, oh, but he's not taking that breath. And Melanie was sitting there. Of course, she was kind of going into a little bit of a freak-out mode going, come on, come on. And her voice was high and pitched. And I knew uh, that the baby in her needed to connect. And he was waiting for her to be solid and secure. And, And I said, Melanie, you pick up that baby and you tell him you love him. And she picked him up and she said, I love you. And he went, and took that breath. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, powerful. Yeah, I love that story. Thank you for sharing. Um, Now, I just wanted to um, give you the opportunity to talk about a free gift that you're um, offering listeners. Well... We have um, Pathways Digital. We do we do print in Australia as well, um, but we have Pathways Digital, and we would love to offer um, that to the listeners. You can get onto the Pathways website. I don't recall what was the code that we decided. Uh, birth Birth Summit. Birth Summit, and if you put in the code Birth Summit, you can get a complimentary subscription to Pathways. I think you'll really enjoy it. It would start with this. Uh, issue right now, which is the December issue, the the winter issue, and it's um, very, very much on birth, this particular one. We're already working on the spring one, which is a lot to do with mothering, the the June issue is more fathering, and then September's back to child, and anyway, um, but get on the website, check it out, read some of the articles, there's no strings attached. Uh, you just need to get in there and fill it out so we can email it to you. And it's a, you know, a flip magazine. The graphics are phenomenal. Should you want to subscribe, print, that is available in Australia also. But, um, you know, take advantage of it, feel it out, see what you think. Yeah, I think it's a great gift, and I know uh, listeners will love the magazine. Um, thank you very much. Um, well, we're going to have to wrap it up. I've really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. It's been a great honour. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Jeannie. Bye. All right. Take care.